head hit the shot from half court. MVP of all sports, coach put me in the game. You know I'm the truth born to feel bad. Competition, know the deal, coach put me in the game. I'm your man, Coach English, and we in the building with Coach Staley and Coach Kurtz. Once again, bring you another show, another week. We're a little bit late on this one, but that's like it is. Like we always say, the business beat is key, but we bring you another show of the week. Um, first off, we start off where we always start off. Hey, Josh, how's the week treating you? Oh, man, as always, God is good. He is so merciful and loving and forgiving. Forgiving, um, you know, family is good. We're getting closer and closer to the due date with the baby. Um, for those that don't know, we're going to be having another little um, baby boy. Um, if you want to get us a gift, we're registered at Target for the baby shower. Um, this is our third child, so we need all the help we can get, not just financially, but e- emotionally, physically, like everything. I'm back, I'm back on my workout regimen. Um, I'm working out four to five times a week again. My body's hurting because... I did some um, some clean press the other day, and I'm I'm really really hurting. So, shout out to Coach Kurtz for putting me on that workout. I don't enjoy it, but I'm trying not to um, look like Homer Simpson in five years. So I'm gonna keep working out. And um, that's about it, man. Um, um, Coach Kurtz, how how's things going with you so far? No, shout out, shout out to Coach. He was there working at six a.m. <laughs> I mean, I normally show up at like six thirty, and he's already in there working. So that's all him. I I, I don't take no credit for that. <laughs> Guys down there grinding. The only thing, uh, the only thing he does not do is he doesn't clean up his weights when he's done. But oh, man. he's wearing Holler at you. So um, how you gonna put my dirt out there like that, though? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know what your, I don't know what your agenda is. Like, maybe it's like, oh, I'm gonna leave these weights on this bar just so I can show everybody that I've been working out this morning. So it is what it is. I mean, have we all know you work out in the morning because we know when the bar has got weight on it in the weight room, but. I appreciate you. I'm not mad at you. We'll clean up after you. <laughs> Yo, Coach E, how's your week going, man? How's your week going? Uh, man, it's been it's been cool, man. I mean, basketball season's over, so it's a little it's a little adjustment to get back to regular life. But um, we got back to off season workouts this week, and um, shoot, I've been boys a little raspy. I've been. My students, they were, they, they, they were hoping for basketball season to go longer because I go a little bit easier during basketball season. But back to grilling and going hard at them and just teaching to the best of my ability. Um, shoot, my daughter, uh, shout out to her. Student of the month, February. Shout out to baby Kayla over at Columbia Middle School in Augusta, Georgia. I had a chance to go down there the other day and uh, yesterday. 
and had some ice cream and embarrassed the crap out of her when they called her name. I was woohooing and jumping up and down. I know you're not one of those parents, dog. Don't be one of those parents, dog. My daughter said, my daughter said, Daddy, you embarrass me. You know what I said? I love you. That's why I embarrass you. Dog, they, the clearly, the they clearly say at graduation, please hold your applause until everyone's walked across the stage. You're going to be hey, one of those parents up there hooping and hollering, man. Yeah, I, I might be behind her with a bullhorn screaming going across the stage. And I'm just saying that, that a, I'm, I'm that man. In a G-Unit t-shirt. In a G-Unit wife. In a G-Unit t-shirt. No, 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 no. In a big behind Kayla on the front, English on the back, and some pom poms. With a pair, with a pair of Dada sneakers. With a pair of Dada. So, so Coach English, you're saying the reason why kids don't listen to teachers is because of you, where yeah, parents nope. don't parents don't listen to rules. And, and you're right. And, and you See? know what? You might, be right. <laughs> you might you you might be right. But let me tell you something. I am applauding my daughter uh, academic. So at the end of the day, if you want to call me what you want to call me, I will be that because right now she has straight A's, has not seen a B this year, and I, and I, and that's a testament to her, her mom, um, for, for doing the job she does, and myself for all the you know support that we give her. And when your kids do well, uh, Josh, come on now, you can't tell me that when Talon make a basket or Talon comes home with a great grade, you don't be ready to give my high five. And, you know, you, you got to do that because you got to make them feel like. What they do. My grandma used to say you don't get credit for doing stuff you're supposed to do. But at the end of the day, I think that they need that positive reinforcement to know that you really care. Man, don't First make this don't make this no hallmark moment. No, I don't I'm like say nothing. When he make good grades, <laughs> that's what he's supposed to do. Cause it's gonna get loud if he come in here with something he ain't supposed to have. You right. I'm gonna make some noise then. We're gonna have some problems. So so no. I don't wanna I don't wanna hear that, man. But um Getting, getting into the show, man. We got, I think we got some good things we want to talk about. We're going to try to get through three phases today and not take too much time, too much of y'all time. We're going to do a very brief breakdown and um, analyzation of what we, what we think the NCAA tournament is going to turn into. Then we're going to, um, we're not what the NCAA tournament is going to turn into, but who we think is going to advance and win the tournament. Um, and then we're going to get into, um, Something as far as coaches that we kind of deal with, um, how much is enough? Like, how much should you, should you and how much are you willing to tolerate as a coach from, like, your players and them not doing what they're supposed to do? And finally, we wanna, um, we're going to really watch the time this time. We want to get into a positive um, segment. Every now and then, we just give you all positive energy, tell you how great you are, tell you to keep moving forward, because I don't think that it's enough. Of, it's, I, I, I'm lying. It is enough of it in the world. It just doesn't get the, the, the airplay and the broadcast like the negative things that occur. So I'm going to go ahead and jump out there because I am always wrong with these things. And um, go over who um, I am picked for the NCAA tournament. As you know, the tournament's already started, so I'm not going to sit here and lie and act like a guru and say, yeah, man, I picked that team. My bracket's already finished. Um, my final four still has a chance. I, I, um, I, got, I got Villanova, Duke. Um, 
Who's the other number one seed? Um, Xavier. I got Villanova, Duke. Xavier. Yeah, I, I collected here, Packer. You got a lot of one seed. Yeah, I got Villanova, Duke, Xavier, and um, if I'm not mistaken, um, UVA. Virginia, UVA, UVA making the Final Four. That's my Final Four pick. To keep it brief, I'm just going to tell you why I picked those four. I love um, Virginia's defense. Um, I think they're a little better offensively that they, that this year than they were in the past. Um, they have they have some really good threats offensively. I think they're they're very sound. Um, so I, I got Virginia in there. I think Duke has. I know some people say it's Aiden from Kansas, but I think Duke has the pound for pound most talented player in the tournament, and um, Bagley the third. So I think he can take over and and affect. The court and affect the game on multiple levels. That's why I got them in the Final Four. Um, I think Xavier might be the most well-rounded team in the tournament, and Villanova is probably the most dangerous and experienced team in the tournament as far as guard play and how they have about three or four dudes who can score at who can score at every level. A few of my upsets, I picked Buffalo over um, Arizona. I couldn't pick against James Reese's team and um, Jamie Pauls and Coach Nate Oates, those guys I really like and love a lot. I, I can't pick against them. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't. Um, I picked Wright State to beat Tennessee. I was dead wrong with that. I couldn't pick against Murray State. I picked Murray State to beat West Virginia. That game hasn't occurred yet, but I couldn't pick against John Morant. I really want John Morant to play well, let the country know how well we play basketball in the state of South Carolina. That's my pick. Coach Kurtz, what you got, Papa? Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. And um, I'm very, very similar to you where I cannot – if you are a basketball coach, a coach, involved in high school athletics, and have a hand on any of these kids, you can't pick against them just because <laughs> they're the under team. So, um, I got James Reese and, and the University of Buffalo State, the number one player in the country, Arizona. Uh, I love James is my guy. Jamie Quarles. Brian Hodge and Nate Oates, the coaches, great dudes. So I'm not going to sit here and root for Arizona to beat UV. So yes, I got UV beat that. I got uh, Cody and Caleb Martin from Nevada. That was a tough pick because I love Cody and Caleb Martin. And then Matt Coleman at Texas is a great dude as well that I yeah, know very well. Yeah. Um, but I got Cody and Caleb winning that in. Beating Cincinnati in the next round. Got to go with my guys. I have a three beating um, Florida State and beating Xavier because uh, Michael Porter Jr., I mean, he's a freak and he's back in the tournament. He's only played one game or whatever. Um, but I've seen what he can do in high school. And if he goes off, um, it'll be exciting to watch what he can do. What else do I got um, as far as upsets? Uh, I got, I guess, Clemson going to Sweet 16. I mean, obviously, it's not Carolina. Mike Bewley is their strength coach, one of the best in the country. Love him. Got to support him. James uh, Bonaventure from Western New York. Got them going to Sweet 16. Great win in the, play, in the playoff play game. 
you know what? They got 26 wins on the year. They're a winning team. I got Alabama winning their first round game. Colin Sexton stud. And then Braxton Key from Oak Hill as well. But, um, yeah, so you got to pick at least your boys, your people, your guys you know, winning at least one game. My final four, I got Villanova, Duke, Gonzaga, for surviving that streak today, and uh, Tennessee in the final four. And then in my final game, I got the Zags versus Duke. I agree with you, Coach Bailey. Marvin Bagley, the third, is a stud. And obviously, uh, Coach K is the man, Hall of Fame coach. Me and you, I think we talked, uh, we talked earlier today about, about Tom Brady and Bill, Jump, Bill Belichick. And, uh, yeah. what would, what would Brady be without Belichick? I mean, obviously, what would Duke be without Coach K? So, um, I got to roll with the Duke as always. <laughs> what you got, Coach E? Well, I must say that the two of you, to quote my man, Coach Kurt, spoke so eloquently about what you know about what's going, what's going to happen in this game. <laughs> I have absolutely no clue about anything that's anything when it comes to this uh, tournament bracket. I watch basketball all day to kind of catch up because during the season, I don't really get a chance to watch much. Uh, but I will say that... Um, just from watching all of this extra stuff, I did. Uh, I tried to pick. My, I love my man James Reese to death. I just couldn't pick against him. Ah. Um, I just couldn't. I, you know, I love you, man. I love you. If you're listening, I love you, man. And maybe I'm the fuel y'all need because I'll be rooting for you because I don't care about this bracket thing. I figure, you know, there's a million of them. I think everybody's in drag. James, when you make it, remember this. Remember this. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a call. Give me a call. It'd be nice to hear from you again. But at the end of the day, this, this might be the fuel you need if, if, if to go ahead and beat, out, beat Arizona. But um, I did I did go with John Morant, and I actually got them going to the um, to the C-15. Had an opportunity to play him in the region. Great, tough kid. I, I actually caught a couple of his games um, when they were on TV briefly. Um, and the kid is balling. I mean, he's had triple-double up, triple-double this season. So I figured, hey, you know, he shows up. Um, and then, of course, the usual, just like everybody else, Gonzaga, UNC, Villanova, Texas Tech, Kansas. Um, you know, uh, my final four um, is uh, UVA, Carolina, Texas Tech, and Duke. Um, and I got uh, I got uh, UVA, Texas Tech in the championship. Uh, I think the score I got is 72-67. So. Yo, shout out to my guy, Coach Jackson, assistant coach at Texas Tech. I I, I wanted to pick those guys, but I, I Stephen F. Austin is the real deal, and they might beat Texas Tech tonight. I'm sorry. No, and, I, and, I, and I've been I've actually had an opportunity to catch Texas Tech once or twice, and I just feel like it, it, I think that they got a little bit of toughness to them that'll get them past. Um, and I just think that they'll shock a couple people going going forward. And I, I don't know if you could say shock. Same time as Ray No Joe either. Same time as Ray No Joe either. Yeah, that's the thing. I haven't caught him. And I think that that's the that's the issue when you're talking about picking these brackets. A lot of the times, um, yeah, people like early. I picked Miami. Why did I pick Miami? I haven't seen him play all year. But I love South Beach, so I picked South Beach. You know. <laughs> so I picked Syracuse to win about one or two games. Why? Because I'm a Syracuse fan. But, you know, I haven't had a chance to 
then you got a game like earlier today. Um, um, you had the upset at the buzzer. Uh, Jesus, Loyola, Loyola. Um, with, as the buzzer beat yeah. Miami. Loyola like, Chicago I mean, like, beat Miami. Yeah, Loyola Chicago. Yeah, beat Miami. And it was a beautiful three pointer. I mean, it was it was amazing. And earlier today, people thought that Oklahoma would pull out against uh, Rhode Island, and that that point guard number zero from Rhode Island was given was oh my God, was giving oh boy the business today. Like I don't know if you had a chance to catch that game. If you haven't, go back and watch it because he was James Harden and that boy to death. With Trey, uh-huh. Trey, Trey doesn't, Trey doesn't play much defense. Um, I think, <laughs> no. I think Trey's going to be a pro, and and I hope he has a good career. But as a small, hey, as a smaller point guard, he's going to have to do a better job of getting his teammates involved. Yeah, well, I'm gonna say this, he got exposed today. Like that boy was giving him the business today. Yeah, because he still had what? He still had what? Like thirty? We still like, did he have what? 28 or 36 tonight, something like that. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be, but see, like that's not the thing. He did. He, he filled it up. But um, they, they interviewed the, and this is what like when, when I watch like these games and stuff, I love to hear certain things. Um, they interviewed the chaplain for Loyola, uh, Chicago, and she's like 98, and they asked her about the game. You know, so what did you think about it? And she says, I love, she said, what do you love about this team? And she said, and I wish young people would have, you know, I hope a lot of them caught it. She said, I love the fact that they don't care who scores what, as long as they win. And and I think that a lot of times, you know, you look at the fact that a kid scores 30-something, but it's 30-something, I scored 30, okay, fine, but we lost. You know, at the end of the day, you know, we only was here for a day. Yeah, you know, kids, we yesterday, we flying back out tonight. Kids got to be, you know, kids got to be taught to be winners at a young age. They got to be taught to be winners at a young age. But let's get into um, kind of, kind of what we're gonna talk about. Um, as as coaches, we all have our breaking point. Um, and 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 how much is enough? Like, what are you willing to tolerate? Um, as as a coach, I'm a since I came up with this topic, I'm gonna do something rare and I'm a I'm a go first. Um, but what? Yeah, For real? yeah. I'm oh, a, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go first. What you trying to say, dog? What you saying? No, what? I'm just saying that this, this is this is just this is this is the first ever on the Stanley and English show featuring Coach Curtis. Josh is gonna go first. Yeah, okay. You have the floor, sir. I'm a I'm a I'm a go first, man. Um. <laughs> So, the first thing is this. I, I do believe most people um be like teaching and coaching is a science. Some people say it's an art. Me and Coach Kurtz talked about this the other day. I think coaching is a science and an art. Okay? Well, what do you mean by that, Coach? Well, the science comes with this when it comes to um tolerating how much you're willing to put up with. Have a system in place, uh, uh, um, rules, policies, and regulations you need to have in place that your team and your players need to follow, okay? That's the science of it, numbers, mathematics, okay? Then it comes an art. My art is this. You might break some of the rules. You might break some of the rules, and you might you might get out of line with some of the regulations. But I have to be 
I have to have enough art in my coaching craft where what I look for is, are you still trying to improve and are you willing to hold yourself accountable and take responsibility for what you did? Okay. Cause a lot of people be like, I'm cutthroat. I'm no nonsense. I ain't dealing with it. They gone. It's real hard to be that way nowadays and be a successful coach. I'm not saying be a pushover. I'm not saying um, just take crap from the kids, but it's a it's an art and it's a science. Okay, so the the science for me comes like this: first first unexcused practice, extra conditioning. Second time you have you miss practice unexcused, you're suspended a game. Third time, you are probably off the team. That's the science. That's the math of it. Here's the system. Here's the numbers. This is what's going to happen if you do that. That's how you um, gauge how much you're willing to tolerate, how much you're willing to put up with. Next is, this, next is the art of it. You have to be willing and understanding to deal with kids when they are trying to go through something. Why'd you miss practice? Well, boom. Mom car broke down. Okay, that's fine. You should have called me and told me that the car broke down. That's the art of it. You have to be able to blend. You have to be able to bend. You have to be able to adjust within the coaching game because the only thing I the only thing I am non-tolerant of is effort and attitude. I don't tolerate bad attitude and I don't tolerate lack of effort. Um, I, I, I have no tolerance for those. And the last thing I'm going to say, I'm going to give an example because I read a, um, I read a quote today that we're always praising stars that we don't know and celebrating stars that we don't know instead of celebrating the people that we know. So I'm going to celebrate Coach Kurtz a little bit and use him as an example how he has the science and the art down of coaching and, and, and which gets into how much he's willing to tolerate. When you walk in the weight room, well, hell, don't even get to the weight room yet. Bell rings, kid knows, I got about five minutes to get dressed, and they line up on the baseline, they start warm-ups, they know they need to be dressed, he's going to call your name on the roll, you're going to respond, because he's not looking at you, he's looking at the names, you warm up, then you go to the weight room, the workout's on the board. That's the science of it, the numbers, exactly what you're going to do. Now, here's where the art comes in. I'm looking, I'm a young boy in the ninth grade. I'm looking at a girl in the 11th grade, bench press 135. I barely can bench press with 10s on the bar. So I'm over there bench pressing um, 65 pounds. He knows how to make that kid, that girl that's benching 135, and he knows how to make that kid that's only benching 65 feel just as good as that girl that's benching 135. That's the art of it. Getting the most out of your kids and celebrating them, like you said, Coach English, celebrating them and, and, and getting them to come up to par. Now, in the same sense, if you're playing around in the weight room and you're goofing off, it's a very serious thing. You're going to get kicked out. So there's what he's willing to tolerate. He does not tolerate a lack of safety. Safety first Keep it moving. Um, I know we're going to go back and forth a little bit, but that's kind of what I got because um, what you guys got, what you what you got, Coach um, Coach Kurtz? Yeah, no, I appreciate that, Coach Taylor. And, I mean, I think uh, you hit it all on the head. One you need to have a coaching philosophy 
and you need to have core values for your program, whether it's your basketball program, whether it's your strength program, whether it's your football program, whether it's your baseball program, you need to have a philosophy and the core values of your program. Now, are those are your core values and those are your that's your philosophy, but those are not set in stone rules mm-hmm. that you have to follow according to every team that you have. And Coach Allen, our baseball coach, is for a six-time state champ, one of the best coaches that I've been around. Um, he talks all the time about adapting your roster to your adapting your roster to the attitude, the demeanor, and the athleticism and talent level that you have. You have to be able to adapt as a coach to fit what you have on your team. Um, you could have a team of guys that are extremely motivated, extremely hardworking, the guys that you that make it easy for you to be a coach. You can have that team. You can also have a team where, hey, I need to be able to understand how to relate to this kid, see what's, what's going on with him, like you talked about Coach Daly, be able to adapt my coaching philosophy. This kid may not react well to me getting in his face. This kid may need me to get in his face. And you as a coach need to understand the art of coaching, as you said, Coach Daly. You need to understand the art of coaching in order to how, how best to maximize the talent that you have. And, uh, and I think that's what um, that really uh, separates the really good coaches from the average coaches. Like, the really good coach have a team like you guys do, Coach English and Coach Daly. Like you, Coach Daly, you won four straight region championships. That doesn't, that's not just because you have always had the best talent. It is the art of coaching where you're able to understand how best to differentiate your coaching style to meet your athletes where they are. There's always good coaches, and I've coached with coaches like that sure we've all known coaches and coached with guys that are like, hey, he might not be the best coach, but he's a, he's had, he's coached for 10, 12, 15 years, and he's had two, three, four really successful seasons. Well, did he have that successful season because he's got a ton of talent and they just won because he was a a coach, but they won because of their talent. Or are those coaches like you, Coach Kelly, who win year in and year out, no matter what talent you have, because you're able to adapt and adjust to your coaching, to, to your roster. And I think that's what really separates the best. That's why I picked, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, <laughs> but I picked Duke to go to the championship because of Coach K. That's what we talked about earlier today in the weight room. Why 
the Patriots and Tom Brady are so good because of Bill Belichick. Uh, you need to you need to be able to adapt and adjust to what you have on your team, and that's what really separates you. So, I mean, and then going back to what the original topic was is what, where do you draw the line as a coach? I mean, I think it doesn't really come down to the players because the coach needs to be able to adjust his coaching philosophy to adapt to the players. That's what, that's what, I mean, that's what something that, uh, I, I struggle with when I hear coaches talk about, hey, kids are different nowadays. Kids are just not like we used to be nowadays. Kids are still nowadays. Well, they might be different nowadays. Yes, they are definitely different nowadays. If Coach Stanley, Coach Dennis, when you were playing, if your coach said, hey, get on the line and run until I tell you to stop, you would have got on the line. If my coach said, hey, get on the line and run into this wall, I probably would have run into the wall. But is that the, that's what we did back then, just because he had the name Coach before his last name. Kids are not going to do that nowadays. Does that make them better or worse? No, they're just, they want to know the why behind what we do. So we as coaches can't just say kids are different. We as coaches need to adapt and adjust and change our coaching style, and that's what the art of coaching is. But what really, um, like you said, what really is the last straw or what we draw the line as, as coaches is, I mean, it's, comes down to really as does the administration, do the parents, do they believe in what we're what, what our what our process is and what our coaching philosophy is? And if they don't believe in it, then that's what really can help you draw the line on like, hey, maybe this is not the situation for me. you. Cannot draw the line because of your athletes, because I think. As you said, Coach Staley, it's the art of coaching. You need to be able to change your coaching style according to what type of athlete you have. Most people, most people struggle with that. Most people struggle with um, adapting to the type of kids they have. You know, heck, yeah, if, if, if you got a bunch of jump shooters, um, you shouldn't be running a bunch of, bunch of back picks to dump it down in the post. And if you got a bunch of post players, you shouldn't be running an open post offense. You got to be able yeah. to adjust to the type of kids you have, which is huge, which ultimately, I won't say 100%, but it ultimately, ultimately prevents you from getting to your breaking points with your kids because you are promoting an environment where your kids can be successful and success tends to breed positive energy which limits negative encounters. So you're right. That does create an element where you can prevent um, getting to your breaking point. But what what you got, Coachy? Well, I mean, y'all took every single word I could possibly say out my mouth. Oh, man, stop it. <laughs> <lying>. um, <laughs> uh, I, I, just to reiterate a couple of y'all points, um, Mike, that's a great point, and – you know, you have to be able to adapt. And I think what makes the successful coaches successful is their ability to adapt. Um, I bring up, you know, and, you know, we, we, we've talked to it, talked about it at nauseum. You know, the fact that Josh Wynn has won everywhere he's gone. He hasn't had the same players everywhere he's gone, but he's won. 
on a consistent basis. Um, um, Jake, um, uh, uh, Jacob Smith down at Collington County has had more jobs than I can count. And he's been successful at every stop that he's been at. Um, 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 my man Z Washington over there at Blythewood, you know, he's been at a couple of stops. He's been successful at each one of his stops. These are guys that I look up to. Um, and I think that when you're looking, when you look at it from that aspect of there's no way as the state kids, because it's not like we're, it's not like we're, we're in college, right? Where we recruit kids to our system. We get who we get. Well, some of us and do. Some of us. Some of us. Well, well some of us. <laughs> some of us play kind of unfair. Some of us play kind of unfair. So I have on any toes. Some of you go and get your boys. Some of you some of you are, 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 are borrow players without giving them back. But that's all right. We'll, we'll live with it. Um, but, you know, the, the, the really, really successful guys who win over periods of time have the ability to adapt. You know that you can change what you do. Um, I remember one of my mentors, Coach Gates, he told me um, at Allen, he had the saying, you can only cook with the ingredients you got. He said, if you, you know, if you walk in the refrigerator and you want steak, but all you got is chicken, you can't cook steak. So you you have to figure out what you're supposed to do well and put them in the best position to be successful. Just like go to to continuously learn because I think the more that you know, the more successful you be because you go, okay, well I got to play. Okay, I can't run this off that. Shoot, sometimes you don't have the you don't have any kids. You want to press, yes. Shoot, sometimes you can't press because you don't have the kids to press. So you got to sit them back in the zone. You don't have good man to man kids. You don't have this. You have to be able to always be adapting and adjusting. And that's to your point, Micah. And as far as the the breaking point for me, I think has always been your effort. You know, you might not run a play, you might not, you know, whatever. But your effort and your attitude, it it, it is so. Because that's the thing that people can see. That's that's something that. If I'm, if I'm somebody I don't need from a can of paint and I walk in and sit down, I can actually see that. I can see effort. I can see attitude. That's how a lot of kids don't realize, well, Coach, I don't understand why I don't have a scholarship. Well, you see that loose ball on the floor? You don't ever dive and get it. You don't ever go down there and get it. You stand there and watch somebody else do it. The effort. The effort and your attitude. Now, you arguing with your teammates. You're fighting. You're this. You're that. I got time to be a counselor. You know what we're going to do? Y'all going to sit down until you figure out whatever it is you need to figure out. And then when you feel like you got some sense, then you get back in the game. But I think that it's so hard. It's a difficult job. For those people listening to the show and those parents like who do not coach, it is such a difficult job. I don't care what you coach. It is such a difficult job to coach nowadays because, to your point, Micah, back back in the day, it was, and I hate saying back in the day because I sound like my dad, but, you know, back in the day, but, hey, do this. And what? We did that. And then, but now it's, well, why I got to do that? Well, why I got to do that? You don't have to do it. And, well, shoot, just do it. Now I have to sit there and have a conversation. Now we done burnt five minutes of me explaining why you're doing it. So you got to be able to adapt, adjust, and all that stuff, and then just make sure. And like you said, Josh, if you're adapting and adjusting, like you never get to your breaking point because your kids know what you expect. That's another thing. Geek kids nowadays, people 
people don't give them expectations. That's the reason why. That's the reason why there's a lot of this stuff going on. They have no expectations. Nobody has said you got to reach this. I had a student who was going over something today in class. Uh, I was teaching the Telltale Heart, and 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 they had to ask some questions, and the kid was giving the wrong answer. I said, ah, "That's wrong." I said, "Oh man, that's rude, right?" Coaching that you always so rude to us, and this, that, and the third, blah, blah. I said, because I expect you to do this particular way. And if you don't do it, it's wrong. Well, Coach, why you have to be like that? Ain't none of my other teachers did that. All we had to do was answer the question. I said, and that's the problem right there. Because you had the expectations. It was just, just do, just turn in something and I'll pass you. The problem is it don't work in the real world. Yeah, people it, don't really care. Or it doesn't work. People don't really care. They don't care that much about you to pass you on. They don't care that much about you. So at the end of the day, you have got to perform up, up to beyond the park to be able to be successful. And that's all we want. That's all. I know that's what you want, Josh. My God, I know that's what you want. You want every single kid. And that's why you're on them. That's why you're on Coach Daly about putting the weights up. Because <laughs> something as little as that I left my weights out. Wait a second. Wait a second. I left my weights out because I knew someone else needed. I knew someone else needed to use them. I needed no, I someone else. Shout out to Coach Taylor. The reason I know I know the reason Coach Taylor left his weights out there was to motivate some of the athletes. Thank to you. Say, it's hey, an art. Remember? I worked out at six a.m. this morning, right. and so they, yeah, yeah, they were at that eight a.m. class. They're like. You know, these weights are all over the place. Coach Taylor has worked out. I'm going to say something real quick. See, I sometimes feel that the AC floor group kind of, kind of, kind of, uh, 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 groups up on me. Like, y'all kind of <laughs> jump on me from time to time. Y'all have little private conversations, and then we get on the show, and I'm caught off guard. Y'all been talking about Tom Brady. I wasn't a part of the Tom Brady conversation. Well, well you're so thinking, you're thinking, you're thinking too highly of yourself, fam. Like, no one... <laughs> No one's teaming up on I, you. I would like to just bring up the point. I would like to bring up the, talk, uh, uh, the fact that Hartsville beat Nathan Flora in baseball last week. I just want to say that. I just want to put that out there in the air. Yeah, I yeah. told you. I no, told you. Great, 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 great win. Great win. Hartsville and Coach English. But as my guy, Coach Ellis, <laughs> the six time state champ, said the other day, he was like, I don't care if I have one. Yeah, but um, moving on, man, we want to get into a um, a little positive push before we get off here. Um, but just a couple of non-negotiables, especially um, you young coaches need to think about as far as like um, what should you be putting up with with your players? What should be your breaking point? I think some non-negotiable should be don't allow the don't keep players that are going to hurt the team. If they're doing anything to hurt the team, emotionally, physically, in the game, they need to go. Um, don't put up with players that put other players in uncomfortable situations, okay? Whether it be assault, sexual assault, sexual harassment, all of these things should be non-negotiables. Don't turn, don't turn your, 
your nose to that or, or, or your eyes to that or your head and act like you don't know what's going on. Have some non-negotiable, non-negotiables and some things that you're, um, that you're, that you know that you aren't going to tolerate, but let's get into this little positive push. Okay. Like I said earlier, I read something on Instagram that says we're always celebrating stars that we don't know, but we have people we see every day that are doing extraordinary things that we don't even acknowledge. And that was so profound to me because I do think at times, especially in this social media era that we live in, that we tend to live vicariously through other people. And we are celebrating people that, and then don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. Some of the things these stars are doing are, are astonishing and it's great. That's why LeBron James has graduated to my favorite player of all time. Not because of what he does on the court, but what he does off the court. But I'm going to say some positive things to celebrate some people. And I'm not going to call their name on this show because I didn't talk to him about it. So I won't say it. Kendrick Lamar took a bunch of kids and, and bought, bought out a whole theater and took kids to see the Black Panther movie. That was great. Obviously, it made news because it was Kendrick Lamar. We're here in this small city of Columbia. We had somebody do the exact same thing, but no one knew about it. And this is a guy that's always in the community, always um, giving back. And, 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 and I just want you to know, and he knows who I'm talking about. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to say right now, he deserves his name shouted out. I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, I think he deserves his name shouted out. Even I don't think he'll mind that. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and yeah. shout I'm gonna go ahead and shout his name out. His name is Robert McCray. Okay? That's we were, my children. I didn't we, even know that. Didn't know, I oh, didn't know it needed. We, we were playing in a playoff I went to game. I with Boo. We were playing in a playoff game, and um, he was like, "Man, y'all killing me playing on that day, Coach." He was like, "I just, we just, I just, we just bought out a whole theater to take like two hundred kids to see Black Panther. That was amazing because here, here it is, young. Here it is, good people. I'm not mad at the news because I know everything is money driven in this world, and I pray for you if the base of your world is based off money." You're going to live a very short, unsatisfying life if, if that's what your world is based off of. So the news needs negative energy, negative media, because that's what people want to see. But we have so many good things going on in this world. It is way more good in the world than bad. But the bad only can outpower the good with notification. We always notice the bad. But it is so much more good than bad. And I just used um, Coach McCray. And, it, and he didn't do it by himself. He had, he had other coaches like Coach Wiley and, 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 and other guys out there that, that did a tremendous job with him. But I just called him because that's who I see often. But let me give our listeners something that hopefully this helps you lift your head up. I know at times we go through, we go through things. And we all go through moments where it seems like, why me, God? Or how much more can you put on me? Or how worse can it get? Don't look at it that way, good people, because I don't care how bad it gets. I don't care how bad it gets. It always can get better. 
And when you when you live with that perspective, and I know it's hard because as a grown man, I, I'm still training myself to be that way. And, 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 and thank thank God I'm getting better and better at it. But no matter how bad it is, it can always get better and, and, and focus on that because there's so much more good in the world than bad. So don't let the bad be the main attraction on your journey of life. When you look out, when you look to the side of the road and you on your highway of life and all you're seeing is the bad because the bad might be in the front. But the good is surrounding all of it. So focus on the good. Continue to be great. There's more positive people out there than negative. And stop giving the negative the energy. Because what you give energy to ultimately is what you become. So stop giving the negative the energy. Like I took my first career selfie. I'm not going to lie. I took my first career selfie on Instagram. It's not up anymore because I put it on a joint. I knew the haters were going to react. I did it for, and, and some of my kids were like, oh, coach, you took that selfie. I said, I did it for the haters. That's what I did it for. I did it for, because I knew the haters was going to say something. So that energy that the haters gave me, I turned it into something positive. And I turned it into something positive. So I did it for y'all haters. Go ahead, Coach Kurtz. Give me, give me your positive. I'm sorry, man. I had to let y'all know. I'm going to take my selfie. <laughs> This whole thing, this one far left right there with that. But uh, <laughs> I mean, shout out to Coach Taylor with his first career selfie. <laughs> and it was an extremely close up selfie. <laughs> 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 but I mean, 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 I and Madison Stokes, AC Florida grad, now starting baseball player at the University of South Carolina. And then yes. Newberry, all American, Tamir Zimmerman. Both spoke, and both of their messages were very similar. Where you, and Madison gave this quote, which is one of my favorite quotes You might be some of the five people that you surround yourself with. And Tamir's message was very similar, where he talked about some people that he grew up with, and they either brought him down or brought him up, and it's 100% true. That's you said, Coach Kelly. Uh, the people that you surround yourself with can either uplift you or bring you down. And even if you're not being a bad person because of the people you're around, but their negative influences, it's going to affect your mind. It's going to affect the way you act. It's going to affect the way you react to situations. So, I just, I, I, it's something that I've been thinking about for the last few weeks after I've heard these quotes. And, and even my brother has spoken, has spoken, I think he spoke about it on one of our other podcasts. He did. He did. Where, I mean, it's such a powerful quote. And that's something that really makes me love where I'm at with my position and, and in Columbia where I'm around you, Coach Staley. I'm around you, Coach English. I'm, I'm obviously always in contact with your brother. I'm around Coach Ellis, baseball coach in Asian Both of you make me better. And so, I mean, I urge all of us to find people that we can surround ourselves with 
that can make us better people because that quality is something that really brings true. You are the sum of the five people that you surround yourself with the most. So um, it's 100% true. And just just really try to surround yourself with people that are going to gonna make you better for sure. But mm-hmm. the old club goes, Coach Staley, you know it. Coach Emerson, you know it. If, if you're the best player, if you're playing pickup basketball and you're the best player on your court, you need to find another court. You're not going to get no better playing against being the best player always. So, same thing. Find people that are going to make you better. So, shout out to you, Coach English. Shout out to you, Coach Staley. Shout out to everybody that, uh, that I'm able to surround myself with that make me better. Amen. Go ahead, Coach E. What you got, Bubba? Um, today, I've been doing my best to keep up. Well, not today, but uh, recently, I've been doing my best to keep up our uh, Twitter page uh, with quotes of the day. And today's quote of the day was, other people's perception of you ain't none of your business. Mm. Mm. At, the end, at the end of the day, what people think about you shouldn't matter to you. What should matter to you is what you think about yourself. I think a lot of times people get caught up in what this person thinks or what that person thinks. What other people think is none of your business. You have to be able to pull yourself up. You got to be able to pull yourself out. What about about my wife? What about my wife? What about my wife? Your wife's perception of you should be positive because you should be doing everything you need to do as a husband to make sure that she's taken care of, to make sure that she has a positive perception of you. Okay. It sounds, like you're, ta- hold, hold. It sounds like you're talking directly to me, though. I, I just... <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, I mean, here's the thing. The, the thing about a good quote of the day, the, the good thing about a quote and what we're doing right now, it, if it hits you, then it needs to. Mm. Mm. If it, it hits you, then it needs to. It didn't really hit me, dog. I was just like... It was rhetorical, but thank you, man. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you. I feel like the Golden Girls in this motherfucker. Thank you for being a friend. The friend. Oh, why do I know that song? Because we all watched the Golden Girls. Micah know he watched the Golden Girls. You know he watched it. He ain't going to. He wouldn't admit to it. But I think that a lot of times. He's not going to admit to it. Wait a second. No, 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 no. No, No, we're not going to let him off the hook. Mike, Coach Kurtz. Coach Kurtz. Yo. You didn't watch the Golden Girls. Nah, I don't know. This I've dude, never heard of them. Dog, you're not telling the truth. So you've never seen I've the Golden Girls. I've never heard of them. You never hold it. You know what, dog? We all know you macho. We know <laughs> We know you only eat stuff that's no sugar and no no gluten. We know that. Yeah. We know <laughs> that. <laughs> so you're telling me. You never watched the Golden Girls. You never heard of the Golden Girls. I think the oldest show that I've ever watched, I remember my dad used to always watch Magnum P.I. What? Magnum P.I. You ever heard of that? Yeah, I heard of Magnum P.I. John Stellar. Okay, Magnum P.I. Okay, I'll take that. But you can't tell me your mom didn't watch the Golden Girls. But I'm I'm, I'm not just going to sit on that. I'm not going to ride with it. We only had one TV. We only had one TV, and my dad controlled it. <laughs> okay, I guess that. I guess you win that one then. 
Okay, man. Shout out to my um, beautiful pregnant wife, Tamika Alina Staley. Um, she's pregnant. Tamika. Tamika. That's her first name. Tamika Alina Staley. Um, I had. I'm. I'm. I'm we glad. Gotta get the ladies back on. Yeah, it adds a little hot sauce on the relationship, Tamika. So, um, <laughs> sh- shout out to her, man. She's carrying our, 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 our unborn child right now. It's going to be another boy for the people that are still guessing. Um, we really wanted a girl, but all I make is boys. And um, yo, hey, if anybody ever, if anybody's looking to have make a baby and they want a boy, Coach Kelly is available for consulting services. Yeah, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start a service, man. Um, it's gonna probably be seventy nine ninety nine just to get counseled on what it takes to make a boy. Um, so yeah, just just holler at me. Um, shout out. Oh, shout out to Carolina Ace, who did our intro for the show. I can't wait to hear. This is this is going to be the first show with the intro, right? Yep, right? first show with the intro. So I can't wait. I'm just going to listen to the show to hear it. Listen, it is straight fire. It is fire. Yeah. It is more fire. One more time, shout out to Coach Kurtz for making my guys compete in the weight room with the competitions in the off season. I know he's been doing it for a while, but it's big because it forces the athletes to continue to compete even outside of the season and have a purpose. Um, Shout out to everybody that just, that feel they don't have a reason to smile, look in the mirror, you're still alive. That's enough reason. If nobody tells you you they love you, I love you. I'm done. Coach Kurt. I love it. Yo, thank Shout out to shout out to God. Shout out to everybody. Amen. Shout out to just being alive. So uh, it's been a tough week for all of us, especially at AC Floor. Right. And uh, we did just thank you for everybody that's part of our life. And Mark Bennett now. Huge shout out to James Reese and. Jamie Quarles and Brian Hodgson and Nate Olson and Mike Gilley at Clemson and Cody Caleb Martin at Nevada and Frankie Key at Alabama and Coleman at Texas and everybody that we've been able to be a part of um, just continue to to live life and be great and uh, it's an unbelievable life we all have a journey that we all uh, able to be a part of so appreciate you all listening to this and uh, it's an awesome time right now March Madness go ahead Coach E uh, shout out to our listeners um, continue to do what you do supporting us we've had a lot of likes a lot of shares um, on our Twitter page and we appreciate the love shout out to Kawan Gray playing in the North South game on Saturday if you have an opportunity to do. Zach Folks. And you're in South Carolina. Uh, head out to uh, Zach. Definitely shout out to Zach. Uh, head out to uh, uh, Lexington High School in Lexington, South Carolina. 3 p.m. is the boys game. 1 p.m. is the girls game of the FDBCA. North-South All-Star game. Um, uh, 
I, I just want to shout those kids out. It's been a long, long four years for them, and a lot of them have worked hard to get to the position they're in, and we wish them luck going forward. Um, once again, you know how to join the conversation. Hit us up uh, at the Staley and English Show. That's the Staley and English Show, A-N-D, at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at the S&E Show. Hit us up on Instagram, the Staley and English Show. All underscores and words. Because they didn't keep God first, everything else will follow. Oh, Jay, Jay got one more shout out. Go ahead, Jay. Shout out to me and Tally. Shout out to him and Tally. <laughs> shout out to Jay and Tally. And, right. and now my sons are going to be uh, uh, very, 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 very jealous. So shout out to Mary and Edison all day, every day. All day, man. Now we out. Appreciate you. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>